Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Amy Land. Amy lives just outside of New York City, and she is a human resources professional. Welcome, Amy. Hi there. How are you? I am fabulous. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Excited to be I'm here. So glad. Amy is someone I have actually met in person. She came yeah. on the second annual Delay Don't Deny cruise, which was March of this year. So I always love talking to somebody that I have met in person. Yeah, but I, I feel like I met you before I actually met you. I think all of us do. Well, yeah, because my life is an open book. So. It is. <laughs> if people are wondering, <laughs> am I exactly like I sound? You could tell them, yes, that's yes, true. I am. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't hide a thing. <laughs> I, think, I but, think most of us are, to tell you the truth. The people that like I've watched true. videos of and then I met in person, I'm like, of course, I feel like I've known you. Well, good. But I, we, now we do know each other, so that, that's even better. 
So I like to start by asking, what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Okay, let's see. I started actually doing the clean fast and IF religiously, I would say, the fall of 2017. So just about a little more than two years. September was two years. And what brought me here? Well, I'm one of those, I would say, cereal dieters. Oh, yeah, was, we get it, right? So many of us. <laughs> we all get it. I was making a quick list, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and we scheduled this of all the diets I had done. And there were very few that I haven't done. I had like juicing, paleo, cabbage diet, soup diet, Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, blood type, zone, Ducan, keto. And like the page was almost full the virgin diet, fast metabolism. I've done all those, everything that came out prior to 2014. So I have to say that's my cutoff. Anything that was after 2014, I didn't have to try it. (laughs) Exactly. Because you found the one thing. Like Trim Healthy Mama. Everybody's talking about that one. I'm like, I did that too. (laughs) I never did it because I was finished by then, which is what's so exciting. Wow. But yeah, I never did that. I did do can though. That was... (laughs) Uh-huh. That one was the hardest of that all. That was hard. I, I did not feel uh, well on that at all. Me neither. So what actually happened though, like why I started this, I actually did 5-2 for a little bit when that first came out and yeah. it didn't work for me at all. And I think it was because of, I had some insulin resistance and I was so disciplined with dieting that I was literally freezing grapes and counting them out and eating the grapes throughout the day for my 500 calories along with some other things. So I was constantly, even with 500 calories on the two days, I was obsessed about food those two days and I was keeping my insulin, I think, pretty high. Yeah, that's the way I did it too when I started because I remember when it first came out and trying, Mm -hmm. you know, some of those alternate day fasting protocols and 5-2 back in, I guess it was maybe around 2009 to 12, somewhere in there, somewhere Mm -hmm. in that range. And I was just like you, I was like, all right, 500 calories, I'm going to spread those suckers out. Right. And that was so much harder. And it's so counterintuitive. I mean, and and then I came back to it. I had sort of a weird thing. I was working at a small technology company at the time, and I was part of a leadership team. And we had a coach for the team who really wanted us all to kind of bond by showing vulnerability. So one of the challenges was to tell the people in the leadership team, what's a big challenge for you at the time? What what was, and they, they encouraged us to be really vulnerable. So I offered that I had gained like 15 or 20 pounds in the last few years when I had hit about age 50 or or even a little bit younger than that. And I was struggling to lose it. And everything that I did before that just wasn't working anymore. And one of the guys on the leadership, it was all men and me, six, six of us and five men and me. And he came back and then we were told to sort of help each other with their problems. And this guy said, oh, I I have a friend who had the same background as you and he finally lost weight. I'm going to find out what he did. I said, okay, sure. But I believe me, I knew my list. I knew the list that I just shared with you. There wasn't going to be anything new. And he came back a couple of days later and he said, oh, Amy, I spoke to my friend and I found out what he's doing. I said, okay, Tim. Well, he sort of just doesn't eat. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, great. I mean, it doesn't eat. I'm already <laughs> damaging my metabolism with, with my thyroid. I had thyroid issues. And he said, I said, could you tell me a little bit more? And he said, I don't know something about fast. I, I don't really know. And I'm like, okay, great. Or fasting. Sure. Cause it sounded so extreme. But then I just started to research and Google. And I was one of those people that like, no kidding weekly would go onto Amazon or into Barnes and Noble at the time or wherever and find out what's new in health Me and wellness. Too. And, yep. 
You wandered did, down the diet book aisle, yep. picked them all up, <laughs> read the back. That was through. me. I did, that was me. That was me too. And you popped <laughs> up though. Somehow, I don't even know because I my brain is kind of squirrely and it certainly was. It's actually calmed down as a nice side effect of IF. But I... I got to your book and I, you know, I somehow, and I dove right in. So that was fall of 2017. And because I was so disciplined and unfortunately used to depriving myself, it wasn't that hard for me to go. I know you usually ask these questions on your podcast, but like 20 hours pretty quickly because I was determined to see if this was. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So everybody's a little different with that, but that was pretty much how it is. I kind of backed into it with this guy saying, yeah, my friend, he just doesn't eat. But (laughs) I found out more that he did IF. That's great because, you know, it does sound crazy. Yeah, I just don't eat. Like, well, that, that can't be good. But you see, but then I had a shift to, I just eat later. It's not that I don't eat. And I always say that now. And I think my, my biggest positive takeaway from this whole lifestyle, Jen, is that what I realize is it's not what I, what I'm not doing. It's what I am doing. Yeah. I'm eating, I'm eating later. And it might be really late. It might be lots of hours later, but it might be an hour from now or three hours from now I'm eating. Right. So it's like, instead of telling yourself, you can't, you won't, you're not able to, it's what can I do? Yeah. I can plan a really great meal. It's coming up, you know, delay. Mm-hmm. Don't deny. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, really, that's the heart of it. You know, we are not not eating. We're eating very well. I mean, I eat very well. Mm-hmm. Me too. When I eat, <laughs> and <laughs> and so you know, I just I just eat later. Exactly. No, and I I you know I listen to some podcasts, but your this one particular religiously. And I see how like people talk about they save all this money on their groceries and they're, they're not really thinking about food anymore. It's not important. That really hasn't been the case for me because I've shifted to like buying filet and lobster oh, yeah. and, <laughs> and like you do your Prosecco. I mean, I kind oh, yeah. of just make sure that my meals are just, you know, really, really great. And I try out recipes. I'm still as obsessed with food, but in a really healthy, positive way. I'm one of those people that does read cookbooks for pleasure. Even when I'm you know, full, I, it's I not get about it. being hungry. It's, yeah, and watching the Food Network and yeah. just seeing what they're, yeah, I'm the same exact way. And I can do that in the fasted state with no trouble. Me too. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. But you're right. I do not save money on food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't you know, buy fast food breakfasts and yeah. lattes and fast food lunches, and I don't waste my money on that kind of food anymore. But instead what I've done is I buy really high quality cheese Mm -hmm. that I'm going to have when I open my window and I buy really high quality food. So I probably am spending more money. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, those of us who've been, we're denying, you know, for years, I think, I mean, I'm pretty sure we don't count calories. I'm not obsessed about it, but I'm aware that I'm probably eating more calories. I used to be one of those people that would split 12 to 1400 calories up, you know, over a full day and I would eat late into the night. So that's a, you know, same amount of food. I'm probably even, I don't know, occasionally I look at my calories just to play around and learn stuff. And I'm close to probably 1800 to 2000 a day. And I was, you know, so I'm eating more. (laughs) So eating more, we hear this all the time. And so Mm -hmm. for the people who are like, well, you know, every day someone in the Facebook groups asks, doesn't intermittent fasting just work because you're eating less calories? No, and I'm like, every, you know, yeah. I'm not 
certain everyone is eating less calories. Because <laughs> we yeah. hear all the time that people are not eating less calories. They're actually eating more than when they were dieting. And of course, we understand why. Once we understand how the body you know, responds to a typical low-calorie diet by slowing our metabolic rate versus fasting when that doesn't happen. Right. Your I mean, metabolic was, rate goes up. For sure. I was one of those people that really was such a grazer. I mean, I, I cook all the time. I still cook a lot, but I would eat so much of what I was cooking that invariably, and then I was concerned about my weight. So we, I would serve the meal to my family and they'd be like, aren't you sitting down? I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm tired of that. I've been eating that all day. I'm not <laughs> interested anymore. So I think I was constantly in retrospect spiking my insulin. And I was so afraid because I already had thyroid issues that if I if I reduced my eating, everything about thyroid and everything about diabetes, I'm not contradicting doctors, but anything that I've read talks about eating lots and lots of small meals throughout small the day. Small meals, yeah. And it, it just never worked for me. And I know enough about nutrition that I'm eating more now. So it was really the when, not the how much for me. And now we understand, you know, you've, you've talked about insulin a few times. Having constantly high insulin. Mm-hmm is not conducive to being in the fat burning state. Right. Yeah. And so we're, our bodies have a hard time accessing our stored fat because our insulin's high. And then we're starving because our body can't access our stored fat. And so there really is no fuel versus if you're fasting clean, your insulin is low, your body can access your stored fuel and bingo, you're not starving. So it's really just such a, a shift in thinking. Exactly. You know, yeah. I used to eat those like 100 calorie packs of things. Did oh, you yeah. eat those? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I really ate a lot of packaged and processed food back then because it was really easy to calorie count. Yeah. You, know, well, you buy I a can never... of something, you know, you can count them. They're always listed can look on, at the label. on the label. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much, you know, I think I'm more similar to uh, Lori Lewis, who, you know, who is one of your moderators and actually a bunch of other people on here that I was already eating healthfully. I did not. I was not one of those people that I could look back and say that, oh, I shifted. This is what caused the weight gain. And I wasn't really near menopause. I'm, I'm 55 and a half and believe it or not still having my cycles. Wow. So I don't know exactly what it was, but my weight just kind of inched up. But I was eating healthy food, always exercising since I'm a, you know, young athlete as a child. And so for me, I'm not really eating any differently. Maybe I'm eating a little higher quality because I'm enjoying it differently, but I wasn't eating like a ton of packaged food. I was just counting calories obsessively. Yeah. And see, for me, it really was. I ate, I really think I ate those packaged foods because it was so convenient to count those mm-hmm. calories up. Oh yeah. Cause I always, all the crazy diets I did, I would always end up back on calorie counting. Yeah. Because all those diets that said eat as much as you want of XYZ food, I always would like gain weight on those. Because, like yeah. the, you mentioned the blood type diet. Oh, yeah. What's your, what's your blood type? B positive. Okay. So I well, I'm, I'm A negative. So we uh-huh. probably were supposed to eat the total opposite things. But yeah. You're supposed I, to do a lot of vegetarian, which is I interesting because you tend to, you tend well, to I do. lean towards that. Yeah. But when I if it's true. That, well, if it's true, I'm not certain it's blood type. I think it has a lot to do with genetics. And mm-hmm, uh, so I'm not too. certain that it's, I don't, but I don't think it's as simple as your blood type because we're so much more complicated than our blood type. But I agree. I gained weight on that diet because they're like, I didn't lose any. Want. I don't know if I gained. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But if you whatever tell you want. Me, mm-hmm. I, I'm like, all right, then I'm one of those yeah. people. If you tell me eat as much as you want, as long as mm-hmm. you follow these rules, yep. I never one time lost weight on one of those diets. Well, except I- low fat. 
I did lose weight on low fat in the 90s. I gained, do you remember when Weight Watchers had fat and fiber? I, I think I do. I never did Weight Watchers, which is really funny. Which That's is like funny the one with thing all the I never you did. And I know system she, and Weight Watchers. I didn't do either of those. I did both of those. <laughs> I did Jenny Craig. Jenny Craig, yeah, I, I did. did that too. But the thing about the fat and fiber, so Weight Watchers came out with this thing. It was very short-lived. That They basically said, like, if you keep the fat down and the fiber up, like, you can eat as much as you want. So I, of course, decided I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fix that. (laughs) And I literally was having, I live in New York, as you mentioned, and I was having six whole wheat bagels per day. Okay. Oh my Lord. That, see, that sounds like something I would do. Right. And I didn't put any butter on them because I'm like, it's fat and fiber. It's fat and fiber. I'm going to take it to the extreme. I'm getting an A plus here on this. Right. And in three weeks, I gained nine pounds. I believe it. And they, see, for, I remember them yelling at me saying, you're not <laughs> tracking. You're not logging. I'm like, here's my log book. It's, I'm yeah. having six bagels. Well, see, for me, that's, I think I probably intuitively knew that's why Weight Watchers wouldn't work when they had the points. Because, you know, if you tell me something has zero points, uh-huh. I could, I could yeah. probably eat, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, then I can game this system. Zero yeah. points, just watch me. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I kept eating the six bagels. I'm like, it's just, and I had like lots of flaxseed and chia and all the things you would think. I'm like, but my insulin, I did it, you know, every hour I was eating a bagel, a yeah. big, huge New York bagel. Uh, so It's just funny to talk about now that we understand, now mm-hmm. that we know what's yep. really happening and how fat loss really occurs. We're like, that was just so silly. It was. Well, for us, right. For me personally, because I've always had some, you know, some sensitivity to carbohydrates. I wasn't like fully diagnosed, but I had PCOS and I had some thyroid issues that weren't fully diagnosed until I was an adult. It's not about calories for me. It's clear. For sure. So, you know, let's let's circle back around uh-huh. to the PCOS. So yeah. you've been officially diagnosed with PCOS? Yes. Well, which is interesting though. I was when so what happened was when I was as early as I've always been genetically, if I look at my family, there's a lot of apple shapes. I right. you know, kind of described my body, hopefully not as much now, but like a marshmallow on toothpicks. So (laughs) you can kind of picture that. And I remember as early as age nine or 10, I was a gymnast. I was like kind of lanky with long arms and legs, but I had this tummy and I didn't know like where it came from or why I was athletic. So I I think, and then when I got my period, I got it very late. I was 15, almost 15. And it was never regular. And I finally, I mean, I would go 60, 90 days and then I would get it. And went to the gynecologist and they said, oh, I had classic symptoms of PCOS. So I don't know if I actually had it. They said they saw it on a sonogram, but they basically put me on birth control pills to regulate my cycle long before I was sexually active. And then subsequently, I had to have fertility treatment to have to conceive our, our first two children. And then I had blood work afterwards. And that doctor said, you have thyroid issues. I said, uh-huh. really? I don't, I didn't think I, and she said, yeah. She said, you must be really tired. I'm like, well, I have two kids under the age of two. I'm pretty tired. She's like, no, no, really tired. You should see what your numbers are. So ultimately I went on thyroid medication and then my cycle just regulated and I was off birth control pills, obviously. And subsequently, I think personally with the, the research I did that I always had autoimmune Hashimoto's thyroid Uh, disease and not PCOS. And the symptoms kind of, you know, morph into each other. So you're you're not certain that it was PCOS? 
I think I had it, but I think it might have like gone away from okay. a, from a low carb diet and then thyroid issues kind of took over. Well, for people who aren't sure, a lot of people know what PCOS is, but if you don't, it stands for polycystic ovary syndrome. And mm-hmm. I actually just looked up an article this morning for somebody that was asking about, you know, why is she having trouble losing weight and mentioned that she had yeah. PCOS. And I found an article and the title, this is in, it's a journal article. I found it through PubMed. I saw, I saw, you saw yeah, it I this it. morning, I but the, the link, title yeah. of it is all women with PCOS should be treated for insulin resistance. I mean, that's yep. a pretty bold title. Oh, yeah. All women with PCOS should Crazy. be treated for insulin resistance because it's so linked to hyperinsulinemia. I have a hard time pronouncing mm-hmm. that word. Yep. Hyperinsulinemia, too much insulin. And so that makes sense. You know, if you're someone who struggles with PCOS and it's clearly, you know, shown to have a link to high insulin, it makes sense why a lower carb approach would tend to be better for you. Right. And you mentioned you always had the apple shape. See, I didn't. I never had an apple shape until I was obese. Like then all of a sudden I did. But my whole life, whenever I gained weight, it was always my hip size. But I would have a hard time finding pants because my butt was big and my waist was small. And so I I gained like a pair. But then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden when I became obese, I was an apple, which was so different. And that's when I think I was really struggling with insulin interesting, resistance. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. 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 But, so, I mean, I do think there's such a shift here hormonally. I mean, my, my body now is much more, you know, symmetrical and balanced. And I've been this weight before. And I, I wasn't, you know, I was, you know, kind of always top heavy. And I'm, I'm you know, much more symmetrical. See, I think that's that's interesting because same, same thing. You know, you kn- I know what I was like at this weight when I was younger, and my uh-huh. body is different now than it was, but but in a good way. Yeah. So you're saying that your body is at the same weight when you were there before. Your body is different. It's no longer that apple shape. Exactly. Well, I would say I'm kind of like a, you know, a lady apple. It's not a big Rome <laughs> apple, you know. <laughs> maybe a slice of apple but no it's, but seriously I would I was down to this weight when I was oh, trying to think maybe it's or I got married when I was 30 and I was I had that was you know to get into my wedding dress and look the way I wanted to I was definitely I was doing slim fast and stairmaster so it was not healthy and I got down to 132 and now I'm about, you know, between 140 and 142, and I'm 5'6". And I was 132, but I was wearing a large on top. Right. Now I wear smalls or extra smalls on top. So, you know, yeah, your my, body's the, changed. My body's changed, you know, and I have collarbones and I have, you know, and I had a lot of back fat. My back fat was one of the first to go. And I noticed that with a lot of women who have insulin resistance or talk about PCOS or thyroid disease on our, you know, the Facebook groups that it's the, there's the back. I remember buying those bras for years, like the bat, banish the back fat, but now all yeah. of a sudden I don't need that. Did you have the little hump on the back of your neck? I had gotten that. I did not. You were not I ever not, obese. I know that. Uh, uh, you just uh, no. were over, you know, overweight. I was about 20 pounds. Yeah, yeah. I was never, yeah. I I was just big. I just, I thought I was really big bones. I thought I was solid. I'm like, you know, peasant stock, you know, Eastern European. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, turns out I'm more like medium boned, you know? That's good. I think I'm actually small boned 
Which I is, think you are. I yep. think I, cause I've got little bitty wrists, but I'm like, I probably should <laughs> even be a little smaller, but I don't want to be because I'm perfectly no, happy. You are tiny. Well, Jen is tiny in person, everybody. <laughs> Anybody who has a man. Tiny. <laughs> delicate. I'm delicate. I'm delicate. You but, are. <laughs> with a little bit of side of childbearing hips, but you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. being the pear shape and being 50 and having had a couple of children. Exactly. We can cover all that up. (laughs) Exactly. That's what's fun. And it is, it's much more fun. I noticed when you talk about covering it up, I find that shopping for clothes now, I used to shop to cover things up and now I shop to enhance what I like. And it doesn't mean I like everything about my body, but that's such a shift. And there's so many, I hope we have time to talk about like the mental shift. Cause when I was thinking about doing this today, the shift is what in my whole life, you know, it is what has really, you know, been so cool about this. Well, I think that the mental shift is key. So let's talk about it now. (laughs) I want to, because I think that that is what sets intermittent fasting apart from everything else on that list. Not one of the things on that list that you you wrote down uh, that you have tried Mm -hmm. felt like a long time lifestyle, did it? No. Well, firstly, I couldn't really get to where I wanted. Some of them worked a little bit. Or some of them like, I, and I, and one thing I just wanted to point out, I, no, I'm not bad mouthing. I'm sure you aren't, you aren't either. Any of these programs, because some of them work for a lot of right. people. They just didn't work for me. And what I decided and what I continue to do, I'm, I'm always going to be someone who loves nutrition and, and wants to learn about health and wellness. And I realized that there's four or five plans here for me. That's fat flush, fast metabolism, the virgin diet. There were definitely a few that I really found some really, and the zone, I did really well in the zone, but it was all the counting and all of the restriction that didn't work. But I'm trying to take some things from them and incorporate them into my IF lifestyle. Were all of those like, like focused on real food and high quality food and yes. But the other common thing they had, Jen, is that most of them eliminated for me. And I wanted to talk a little bit about sensitivities because people don't really aren't aware of them. For me, they limited, most of these plans limited corn, soy, dairy, gluten, and sugar. Uh, Some other things too. But those are the five things that I personally know that if I consume too much of them, and now luckily, thankfully to IF, I can have some of those things, but too much causes inflammation for me pretty quickly. My thyroid doesn't work as well. The scale is up. I feel some bloat. I see some bloat on my face and places where I'm not putting clothes on. So, you know, that's kind of interesting too. It is. Well, those plans eliminated the things that were problematic for you, and that's important. Have you ever done an official food sensitivity test? I'm just curious. I have. I have. I've done quite a few. And, and did they weirdly, come back and show these things or not? No. Okay. No. Most of them don't come up. Some really weird things come up that I've just made the connection lately that are oxalates. Yeah. Things like rhubarb, spinach, cocoa, almonds that I eat. I used to eat a ton of, but then they come up on the yellow range. You know, if you look at a lot of these food sensitivities, they have green, red, and yellow. Yes. Yellow mean like, you know, kind of like a yellow light, kind of look at it, slow down, but you don't really have to avoid it. The other thing is things that are major anti-inflammatories come up as a problem for me. Turmeric and ginger, everything you eat is have more of those things, right? Whenever I eat Indian food, I could have the smallest amount of Indian food. Let's say like a spinach sog or something. I'm up three or four pounds wow. the next day. That's so fascinating. And it's turmeric and everything. I'm like, oh, and the golden milk when you're yeah. posting it and everybody, I'm like, 
I would have that yeah. for a week and I was up about four pounds. I'm like, what the heck's going on? Oh, it's the turmeric not the working for you. And ginger too. Yeah. Ginger, turmeric, cumin. So it's weird. Certain spices. But, you know, I think that's really important. You know, I did a, a food sensitivity test recently because uh-huh. Everly Well was sponsoring the intermittent fasting podcast. And so they sent yeah. us the kit for free and we got to try it. And I did the food sensitivity test. Guess how many foods I had in the red and yellow range? I would say not many. I had zero. I had zero. Oh, you see? Me too. In the Isn't red and yellow range. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, it was funny. No, I think I would have guessed that. I think you, you're able. I look at your posts all the time with your plated things. I'm like, wow, look at what she gets to eat every day. And it works for you. you know? It really does. We're but so my different. point is that I know that these foods work well for me. And I'm, you right. know, I can eat corn, soy, dairy, gluten, you know, yeah. what, whatever, and not have, well, I don't eat a lot of sugar anymore because it gives me restless legs, but that's different. Yeah. But it, it's knowing your body and understanding. Mm. And I'm like, I really don't think I have problems with these foods. And then there's that you test that, that confirmed it. But you already had known, you figured out these foods weren't working for you. And you can tell. I did. And there's still not that many. And I really think that with IF, you can heal a lot of these sensitivities and yeah. I'm playing around with it more and more. But, you know, I think the main thing, what this lifestyle does is that it makes you really mindful and present in food and in your life in general. It's, it's like kind of a, you know, just a, a pulling away, a paring down, like to get to your authentic self. And I know it sounds a little hokey, but I, I just think in everything that I'm doing now, since I've gotten really invested in IF, I just feel much more authentic. And I can totally give you examples of that. But I think if you just keep peeling down to get to the point that, that you're really genuine, you can learn a lot. You have to really listen to your body because it is talking loudly at times. Sometimes it's whispering, but you, but you can listen. hear. And, I, and fasting gives us time to pause and to listen. Mm-hmm. I love what you said, paring down to get to your authentic self. And I think that most long-term intermittent fasters would agree with you and they know exactly what you mean. And it's the people who haven't done it yet that are like, what is, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> but it absolutely, we hear this over and over, carries over into other parts of your life. And I am a much more calm and peaceful person, mm-hmm. less reactive. Yeah, those are those are not words that people would use to describe me, but I'll tell you, boy, I am so much calmer. I mean, I'm a I'm a fast talking New Yorker, and I'm trying so <laughs> I'm trying so hard to talk slowly because I listened to Marie a couple of weeks ago, and she and I like we both talk really quickly in real life. So, but in general, my brain is so much less squirrely and scattered, and I just feel like now with almost everything in my life, I'm able to take a breath pause and decide what do I really need? What's going to serve me right now? Or maybe what do I just want right now? And that's exactly what I do every time I open my window, but I'm doing it with my clothing. Now I'm like, does this serve me? Does it, and a a little Marie Kondo X, you know, does it bring, does it spark joy or do I need it? Well, the answer is no. Then why is it still here? And I, you know, I kind of, I try to do that with my food every day and with my fasting. Yeah, I, I think that 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 carries over for so many of us. You know, I don't buy as many clothes. 
We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of do. <laughs> for, for me, because now I'm like, I, I, a lot of things fit. I used to just kind of, you know, go through, look at clothes and see like, I have to do these flowy tops. You know, oh, I was yeah, always yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is funny. My I was wearing really flowy things for those years that I, yeah. you know, that I was obese and overweight. And so I had a certain style that would hide my body. And even to this day, we'll be shopping and my husband will pick something up and he'll say, what about this? And I'm like, no, I would have worn that when I was obese. I don't wear that now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to Please put that back. But I guess, you know, now that you say it, I did buy a whole lot of clothes, but see now I've been the same size range since I guess 20, well, I lost the weight 2014, 2015, continued to get a little smaller. And then, so I've been about this size since 2016. So I guess it's been three years. So (laughs) You know those women right, that, right. that so never. Your, yeah, I've got my clothes. I don't need anything else. Right. But you know the women that we've known that are friends that have never yo-yoed. They've always been the same size their whole life. Yeah, and then you'll see them and <laughs> they'll wear you. something. Well, it's me now. But you'll see the women yeah. and they're wearing an outfit, and you're like, they're still wearing that outfit from like 15 years ago, and it's not quite yeah, in style anymore, but it still fits them. <laughs> It's going to be nice to go through my clothes and get rid of the things because they're out of style, not because they no longer fit. Not because they don't fit. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it such a gift to just even open your drawers or your closet and everything fits? I cannot tell you how easy it is to get dressed. And it's not that I have the perfect body or I'm so thin. It's just that I feel really good. I'm not trying to cover anything up. That's I'm just getting dressed and it's 
so freeing. It really is freeing. And, you know, I just swapped my closet over for the change of seasons, you know, because it's just starting to get a little chilly. We're recording uh-huh. this. It's going to be, it's going to come out in December. So people will be like, what? But we're recording this. It's the end of October. And here in Augusta, it's just starting to get chilly. And so I had to pull out my long sleeve shirts and put the shorts away and, you know, pull out the, the seasonal clothes. They all still fit. There's no drama. You know, remember when you would pull them out and you'd have to sort them and you're like, well, these are the ones that fit and these are the ones that don't. But you see, it's the same thing. I'm I'm thinking about the metaphors and IF to life. Like everything in my closet fits, but I also fit like, I feel like when I'm taking pictures now, I just kind of fit wherever, wherever I am. It's not like I'm trying to hide behind someone's body or to put a couple of kids in front of me for the photo or whatever it is. It's like, and going back to what I said before about an authentic self, it's like, you just show up now and it's, it's you. And I didn't realize how much time I think I had posted every, I don't know, not everybody, but I think many of us in the Facebook groups get in kind of like a frenzy the first couple of months when right. the weight's coming off and you have like this high and you're giving these top 10 lists that you love about IF. And I remember saying literally, and I still believe it that these 20 pounds for me was the difference between being a backup singer and a lead singer in my life. You know, that's, that's powerful, but I know what you mean. I know. Right. Like you can still sing you. I was singing in the back. I was pretty much who I am, but I I wasn't going to take the lead, you know, and and you, it, it sounds a little hokey, but it's so powerful and, and it's more than just our weight. I mean, I, it's not just much because more. we were nope, heavy and now more. we're not and we think we look nope. better now. It's because I still, you know, I have figure flaws. I have cellulite. I have, you know, a little floppy belly that I keep covered up. Right. I don't, I don't wear do, it. Right. But, but my point is that I'm on the beach now and I'm like, here are my thighs, everybody. That's okay. But <laughs> and, you know that you know that you're showing up as your best self. And I'm you know not. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. I'm not like feeling like I have to hide and conceal and cover, nope. and and not wear shorts. I mean, I didn't wear shorts when I was in my twenties, and and yeah. I was like you know slim, but I had cellulite, and I, I was trying to hide it because I didn't feel comfortable with myself. But with intermittent fasting, I'm like, this is me. I am now, I love that. I'm now the lead singer. I'm not a backup singer. You're like the lead singer. And I also feel that like, that my life before IF, it was really muddled. Everything overlapped. I was eating at the counter. I was, you know, helping a kid do this. I was working. I was taking the car in to be fixed. I was, you know, maybe drinking, whatever it was. And I have so much more, I've compartmentalized my life a little bit more. Now I sort of like, I wake up and in the mornings and if I'm doing some work or I'm exercising or I'm taking care of the house and then in the evening or the early evening, I'm planning a great meal and I'm sitting and I'm just doing that. So there's like, there's clarity and separatism and purity in everything that you do instead of this muddled grazing, you know, that right. I swear to, I'm not going to, um, I mean, I, I, literally was thinking today that, and I'm embarrassed to say this, I did not know what hunger was before IF. And it wasn't because I was overeating. I just wasn't relevant. I never let myself trust my own body. I would just kind of just keep eating a couple of things that I thought were healthy throughout the day because I was so afraid of screwing up my metabolism more because I had thyroid issues. Right. And, And IF gives you permission. I was so 
incredibly grateful and I will always be grateful to you and to IF because it gave me permission to not eat for a while. Wow. And be, and be okay. That's powerful. I was so scared. I was really, really scared to not eat because everything you read says you're just, you've already screwed up your thyroid and it's going to get worse. Well, you know what? It's not true. Right. My, <laughs> it's going to get better. I think if I told you, I think I told you this, I have one small nodule and in, after one year, my thyroid levels have remained about the same and my medication is still pretty low. It's about the same. However, the one nodule that I had reduced by 60% wow. to the point the point that the doctor can't feel it on her own now. She just said, well, every few years we'll do an ultrasound just to check if it's still there. I actually have a thyroid nodule and I haven't had anybody look at it and Lord knows how mm. long. It's been a long time, but when Maybe I was smaller, I would love to have it checked. I just have, they're like, we're going to check this every six months. And I'm like, okay. And then I never went back. <laughs> you don't need I'm to. Obviously. I'm sorry. I'm a bad mm. patient. Don't do as I do people. But I would be curious to see how it has changed over yeah, time. That I bet be it's gone. So you're overall, you're still you're still taking medication for the Hashimoto's, but you feel great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm on something called Armor Thyroid. Oh, which I took is that for a while. Yep, you did. I did. Yeah, I mean it's the most natural. I mean, there's a couple of others, but what I like about it, it's actual thyroid hormone from pigs. Right. And a lot of doctors will tell you that like it's not great because it's it's. You know, it's not regulated as well because different pigs have different, you know, thyroid hormone. But for me personally, I feel that it's pure and I feel better on it. But I think you got to try a lot of things and be willing to advocate for yourself. But Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I actually, when I had my thyroid thing going on, the mm-hmm. endocrinologist that I went to said, oh, all your normals are fine. You're just fine. And so even though I had the nodule and I had very low body temperature and lots of symptoms of hypothyroidism, they wouldn't give me anything. So then I had a a GP who was like, yeah, we'll let you try the armor. So he listened to me and he let me try it. And I did feel better when when I took it. Yeah, I think it's pretty powerful. I mean, I think it works pretty well with what you have going on. But, you know, you have to also, I think, make sure that you continue to get tested because as our bodies change, you might need more or less, you know, and I, I actually, at one point during IF, I had to go up a little bit. And I remember talking to my doctor who supports what I'm doing with IF, which is great. And I said, Oh, I'm so I feel so bummed that I have to do a little, you know, a little bit more medication. She's she, she said, this is what you need right now. You know, just like the, the weight is on the, the data, it's that we have a number right now that's telling us you need a little more. Who knows what? And it could change. And then ultimately it did go back down again. Right. So who knows what I was going through? Some stressor. And you you took what you needed and I took what I needed changed and I as you needed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I'm gonna circle back to something you said a little while ago. Sure. You know, you have that period of time every night that is your protected dinner Mm. time and it's special. Mm -hmm. Doesn't it feel, I've had a hard time explaining that to a couple people, you know, a family member wanted me to do something in the evenings, you know, once a month. And I'm like, you know, this is important time. I don't want to not have my family dinner time. I don't want to be at an event once a month where I don't have that. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I shifted around. I definitely shifted around. And I think the beauty of, of IF is that you can be pretty flexible, but to me, eating is just still really important. I really, really love it. I'm one of those people that I know you had a, a podcast, a person, a, 
I don't know, a couple of weeks ago who said she no, no, no longer needs like salty and sweet and everything in her window. I still do. I mean, I might have small amounts, but I really like to make sure I have lots of textures and tastes. So yeah. I'm pretty selfish about <laughs> my meal and I want it, I want it to be really great. And if it's not, I'm, I'm just. Oh, and, and I don't want it to sound like I'm not flexible because y'all know I yeah. am. If I've got something yeah. earlier, I'll open my window earlier, but yeah. this is, this is like an event that you go to and it's like a meeting and you, you. Oh no, I would not be eating like there. a club. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I don't want to go to some club that's during my eating time. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. No, thank yeah, you. Not, month, not monthly for sure. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're like, well, that's a bit obsessive. And I had to think about that. And I'm like, I don't see it as obsessive. I see it as a protected time of day that I enjoy. Y'all have a club exactly. that meets on Saturday morning. I'll be there. <laughs> what you start you start to realize is how customizable this is. I right. mean, I have almost every member of my family right now is doing some form of IF. And if you told me that a couple of years ago, there was no way I would believe you. And so differently. I'm talking about my 84-year-old parents down to my 15-year-old son, who, believe me, I did not put him on IF, but he he has issues with circadian rhythms and basically is really, really comfortable naturally eating between about 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. So he has a nice long eight-hour window and it certainly can and is open to eating earlier, but is just so not hungry before then. And we let him follow his circadian rhythms and he then started growing, grew five inches and gained 14 pounds wow. this year. Gained, See, I'm see. 100%. He was, losing, he was losing weight and not growing. Wow. And the doctor, one doctor, after all the tests showed nothing, a psychologist said, you know what? I would like to see you m- not making an issue at home and see if he'll, you let him eat, give him access to food, let him eat whenever he wants to eat. And it would kill me to send him to high school without food in the yeah. morning. But she said, just trust me. And in three months, he gained like 13 pounds over the course of the year. It was amazing. I love it. I'm not a fan of, of course, people probably have heard me say this or seen it in the groups. You know, we don't quote, put our children on intermittent fasting, but that's very different from allowing your son to say, I just don't like to eat at these times. And this is when I like to eat. This is when my body wants to eat. Those are two Mm -hmm. different things. And you might think, well, no, they're not because he's eating within, you know, a certain period of time and he's not eating earlier, but you didn't put him on an intermittent fasting plan. No, 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 no. It just just starts to look like it. Eat when you're hungry. Exactly. And then I have a daughter who's a high school, I'm sorry, a college athlete. She's a lacrosse player. And she started dabbling with this and very mellow. Again, she just kind of does brunch. And then all the way, if she's drinking at night as a college student, she does a later window. But she has improved her mile time dramatically. She lost nine pounds, increased her strength, significantly to the point that the trainer's asking what she's doing and she's a goalie for lacrosse. So mentally she has said, you know, her stats have improved That's quite fabulous. a bit because of her, her focus. She was still afraid to go into a game completely fasted, but now her teammates, it's been a couple of years for her now, year and a half start to understand and nobody's concerned about it. So she's thinking that she might She's going to try, try some it. fasted games. Yeah. She usually has a, you know, a protein meal before a game. But her and then my other daughter just kind of naturally eats this way, too. So and my husband now is he does about a six hour window, wants to just lose. It sounds like a lot like your husband doesn't really need to lose much weight, but wants to and had both of his parents pass away at age 60 from cancer. 
and he's 56. Wow. So see, that's he's scary. He's doing this for, exactly. Doesn't so real 60 sound so young now? now yes, now it does. <laughs> very young. And I thought, you know, I barely knew my mother-in-law. And when I met her, because she died right after our wedding, a couple of months after, and I remember thinking she was very young. So he has cancer all over his family. And he's like, you know, if I can try to prevent some of that. So there's, you know, there, there's reasons for every family member, I think, to look at it if they can. And they just started doing it. You just model it. I didn't push anybody. And it's pretty recent that everybody yeah. else has started. A hundred percent. That's what's happened in my family too. Yeah. You know, with my two boys and my husband and my husband did not need to lose weight. He's always been nope. very, very slender and was still wearing the pants, you know, that he wore when we got married back in 1991. But now he's actually leaner than he was then. Because wow. he eats, eats lunch and he eats dinner. And he's really funny. He'll eat lunch. And then in the middle of the afternoon, when I open my window, I'll be like, would you like some cheese and crackers? He's like, no, my window <laughs> is closed. My I'm window's like, closed. No, it isn't because you ate it's lunch. He, he like, oh, but he does too. Yeah. He has his lunch and then he, he opens his window. He eats his lunch. And then he closes, he closes it, again. it Then he yeah. opens it for dinner. I'm like, that's not really how it works, but whatever, man. <laughs> but it works for him. It's my husband. That's so funny. That's what he calls it. does the same thing. He does the same thing. But in some ways, though, and it's funny that you say that because when I do a window that's like a, a snack and I kind of keep eating, I can only kind of maintain my weight or lose or whatever if I do about a two to three hour window. That's how carb sensitive I am or insulin sensitive. But- if I want to do a six or eight hour window, I have to do exactly what your husband yeah. and my husband does, which is a, a lunch that's like appropriate and then nothing. when close yeah. and nothing and reopen. But what's so funny, you is, he's calling it. it closing your window. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, it's open. He's just it's using the, the lingo incorrectly. Uh-huh. <laughs> <'Cause>, you <laughs> and know, everybody we, in my family uses the window worthy. Yeah, you know, I love it. All the time. I it's, love don't it. Don't worry. You don't have to taste this, mom. It's not window worthy. Not window worthy. But, you know, that's we get it. We're not going to waste our time eating something just because it's there. That's really powerful, too. Right. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. I mean, I also was thinking about the analogy I made. I'm really involved in sports. As I told you, my, my kids have all played. I was a college athlete. I rode crew in, at, um, in college. I was a gymnast. 
And I realized that the, the, the parallel I made is that the best coaches don't always have the best players, but they get the most out of the talent they have. And oh, yeah. like my analogy for that is that the talent, right, or our bodies is all that we have. My genetics are always going to be my genetics. I'm still going to gain weight in my stomach, in my face, in my back, you know, places. And I'm still going to be insulin sensitive to some degree. However, if you're doing IF correctly and you really get into it and you learn about it and you trust your body and you stop rebelling and like battling your body, you're going to get the most out of it. Like, like a great coach would out of his team or her team. I love that, that language that you just used. You stop rebelling and trust your body. I was felt so duped. I was so angry at my body for years, Jen. I can't even tell you because I'm like, this is just not fair. I make, I'm, I'm counting everything I can count. And I just cannot maintain a low weight for a long time. I can't feel comfortable. I feel matronly. I feel middle-aged. I feel younger now than probably. I, I don't, honestly, I know it sounds stupid, but I feel you're the same way as being it's like true. young at heart. I, get I feel the same age as I did in my twenties. And believe yeah. me, I know I'm not. And I went now if oh, oh, the other thing I did talk about authentic self is I just, I'm transitioning to like silver hair, right? right? To gray yeah, hair. Yeah. I love it. By because, the way, I've seen your photos. <laughs> I think it's gorgeous. Thanks. I'm getting used to it, but that was also the stripping down. I'm like, I am not hiding behind hair color anymore. I mean, and I'm, you're not hiding behind anything. And it's just this kind of like, Oh, okay. So this is how my body works. I don't have to bat. I don't have to feel duped and angry. And you know, I I want to point out something in a smaller time, something that's important. You have, even with all of that, you still accept your body for what it is. And you're not fighting against it. Like you have accepted. These are the foods that don't work as well for me. Right. When I just don't have them that often. But but you accept it and you don't, uh-huh. you're not fighting it. Right. You know, you're not like, well, I still have to diet to any, and it's like a tar- terrible thing. But I think thing. it's about choices. Right. Yeah. You're, you, you're like, yeah. you know what? I don't feel as well if I have turmeric. I don't feel right. as well if I have a lot of dairy. And it's not worth it. And if you kind of, if you educate yourself about food, you start to realize, like the oxalates is another thing. I used to eat tons of spinach and almonds and cocoa and things that I thought Those were all really on the healthy. health food lists. Yeah, yeah. But now I just substitute kale. I eat a lot of baby kale. And I just try, I think if we also approach this with what you can do and what you include, I try to like, I look at the, my food pyramid, the bottom of the food pyramid for me is IF. And then I have whole foods. And then I have like, things that like I want to include. Right. I make sure that I have some antioxidants, some protein, some fiber in every window. And it's going to be varied. But then I just add the good stuff, you know, like the really fun stuff on top of that pyramid every day. But the important thing is that you don't feel like you're restricting in a bad way because you found a way to make it work with the foods you do love. You love the foods you're eating while yeah, accepting exactly. that not every food serves your body well. And that's, I think that's just part of, you know, the mental shift of even though intermittent fasting is not a diet and I quote, can eat what I want, unquote, Mm -hmm. that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that all foods are going to serve my body well. And I have to figure out what that is, but that doesn't mean that intermittent fasting is a failure because I still have to watch what I'm eating. What it means is intermittent fasting has helped you discover naturally how to watch what you're eating. It gives you, it's just a reminder that you always have choices. Every time I open my mouth, every time I do anything in my life really now, 
it's about choosing. You're going to make a choice. And just and sometimes I don't choose, choose exactly what's best for me. And exactly. And I just kind of make a choice to deal with it a couple of days from later. Yeah, I'm going to be bloated. Okay. Right. And you're like, it'll come off. You're not going to be like, oh no, the scale is up four pounds. Right. I, I'm ruined. <laughs> no, you exactly. understand. Well, that's it. what would happen. I'm one of those people that used to, and I still do. I could gain five pounds in a weekend easily, but then I would be like, what the heck? Every bite I used to put in my mouth had to me whether, uh, is this going to cause me to gain weight or is it going to cause me to lose weight? And that's how I lived my day every Every bite, no yeah. joke. I believe and, it. And that's ridiculous when I say it now. But it was never about does this taste good? Does this feel good? Does this serve me? That nope. It was about it, it can't be neutral. No, nothing was neutral to me. Yeah, I understand that. Even when I first started intermittent fasting, I, I would, you know, think about what's what was it going to do to my scale the next day? Yeah. Which is a big, big reason as to why I gave the scale up because. You know, I would do the weekly averaging and my day for weekly averaging was Friday. And then I can remember on Thursday thinking, well, tomorrow's the day I'm going to do my average. So I probably shouldn't go eat Mexican food with my husband because my scale weight will be up. And then my weekly average might not be down. And I'd be Mm. like, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, I'm making decisions Mm. based on what the scale is going to say tomorrow. Mm -hmm. When really over time, that's just a blip. That yeah. was why I gave up the scale. But I'm not exactly. not saying that, that everyone should give up the scale. Yeah, well, I still weigh regularly, and I probably always will. But for the shift for me is that I really use it as data. I mean, I I've, I still use an app. I use Window. I love Window. Not so everybody glad. does. Everybody, I know. I know. Everybody has different feelings. But I still invariably, we're at a restaurant or whatever, I take it out. I just press the button. And I close it and that physical pressing, I'm a very textural kind of a person. Yeah. I need, and for the tactical feeling of pressing, you'd be surprised. I don't open it. I closed it. So I knew it was, it was closed. You know, that, that's what works for me. I think you really got to find what works for you. Exactly. And also be aware that that might change over time because exactly. the scale really worked for me while I was losing weight. I mean, it really mm-hmm. did because I... Right, but maybe now you can use it as just as data. I just... I could. I, just kinda, I, I like to yeah. use just my waist measurement and how my clothes fit right now exactly. as my data. Yeah, you that's don't need the data anymore. Yeah, that's the data I like. And the fact that every season the clothes still fit, <laughs> that's my data. Right. That's but it. You got it. I will say this. If all of a sudden my clothes started to get too tight and I couldn't figure out what was happening, I might... You would, would pull it out. I might... Well, I'd have to go buy a new one because I threw it away. But I might... <laughs> would, <laughs> literally threw away a really expensive withings scale wow. and I was like I might smash it because somebody else might stand on it and it like I had a lady who was cleaning my house this is years ago probably I don't know 2012 yeah. I got it in 2012 and if somebody else stood on it their weight would record and it would send no. it to my app so I'm like who weighed themselves on this <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. and she would probably die if she knew that I knew oh how much she weighed because goodness. she stood on my scale and it sent it to my app. That's hilarious. <laughs> so everybody, I need to tell you this. This is actually a public service announcement. If you're at your friend's house and they have a fancy scale in their bathroom, don't stand on it because your weight might be sent to their app. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So when I threw my scale away, I was like, I wonder if someone buy, or like finds it in the trash. and Because I, I almost gave it to Goodwill. But then I was like, well, I, I mean, I guess you could unsync it. You know, that would have worked. Right. But anyway. Oh, that's so funny. 
So you said you wanted to talk about the mental shift. Do you think we really explored it well? Yeah. Just in general? I mean, I just, I just think in general that if you trust this process, eventually everything in your life, no joke, if you really get into it, food, clothing, the people, experiences in your life, you will end up choosing what's best for you. I mean, I, one thing that was interesting, and this sounds kind of sad because it has brought me some sadness, but there's positivity too. I ended a friendship with someone who I was really close with because through the clarity I got from IF, I realized she wasn't treating me very well. Wow. And I just kind of was able to sort of say there was a, a situation that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. And I said, wow, I, I, this isn't good for me. You know, this doesn't bring me enough joy. This doesn't feel good. I'm giving a lot more than I'm receiving. And this can be hurtful. And I was not, I would definitely not have been able to do that before I have. So I think you can bring this to so many other aspects of your life, which is really about being patient, thinking about what's really good for you. Also thinking about what your goals are, your goals for IF, you know, it may not be to lose a certain amount of weight. Right. It may be to prevent disease. It may be to just get some control around food. And I, I don't even look at the word control anymore. I feel it's just kind of about just, you know, being in sync again. Like I feel balanced. I mean, I really just feel much more balanced. And I think there's, there's so many Facebook groups now that, that fall under, you know, your, your umbrella of the work that you've done that you can find a group. And I, I highly recommend that that I mean, you can crowdsource anything you're concerned about it's true. by just it's and it's amazing what the information that's out there. I love what you said, though, about the, the your goals and your reasons, because, you know, sometimes people who only are looking at it as a weight loss plan will come in and they'll say, you know, I've been doing this for, let's say, three months and it mm-hmm. isn't working for me. And, you know, the word, you know, work, is it working Really, though, it could be working in a way that you don't even know. Maybe it's not working right now for weight loss because you're going to have to tweak to find out Mm -hmm. what's holding you back. Exactly. But, you know, just to say, well, I tried IF and it didn't work. Well, what do you, how do you know Mm -hmm. it didn't work on some things you needed to have worked on deeply inside that it's not always just, well, my scale weight didn't go down. Definitely. Intermittent fasting is working. It's, It's a health plan with the side effect of weight loss. But that doesn't mean you blindly trust the process and your weight's going to fall right off. Exactly. I mean, I think the body composition is huge. I mean, yeah. even my, my husband says constantly how much that, like, I, you just kind of get used to it and it's very slow. I mean, I lost about 18 pounds over a year and a half. Right. And, you know, it's very slow. I've got very few comments, very few. And then all of a sudden you start people like, wow, your whole body changed, you know? So it's just, I had months where I gained, I was up or down a quarter of a pound. I mean, what the heck is a quarter of a pound? Like, (laughs) you know, a couple of raisins or something, but I could, you know, you all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm picking up, you know, size two jeans. And it's okay. That must be, that must be a fluke. That must be like an old Navy size two. No, I'm picking up size two in Levi's. I'm, you know, whatever it might be, then I might be, it took me, it takes a while. I'm sitting here in some size of, two Levi's right this woo-hoo! minute. <laughs> there you are. Aren't they the best? You got to get the mom dot, the super high wedgies. Uh, those are the best. I don't have <laughs> the them. mom jeans. Uh, you got to get them. Uh, I got rid of all those at one point. We are almost I know, out back. of time. So wow. I would time flies when you're having fun. See, we're just having a <laughs> chat. Like I said, <laughs> it is fun. I always enjoy doing this podcast. What would you tell someone just starting off with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you started? 
Okay. Well, uh, my top th- few things, use the app. For me, it's been amazing. I think it really makes a difference. Coach yourself. Look at yourself as an athlete or, or as a, you know, someone that you need to kind of get coaching and listen to what's going on. Initially, be selfish. Like, focus on yourself. And nobody really cares if you're eating or not. I remember being really obsessed. That's so true. So oh. true. It, think about when and you if actually, they do, they're just a jerk. Somebody who's like giving you a hard time, they're the problem. Not what you. they really care about is your company. And if it's the right person, and I always just say, I'm happy to meet you. I'm going to, I'm going to have some coffee or tea or whatever, but if you want to eat them, that's fine. I'm not eating at right. that point. And you also realize that the actual act of eating is very short. So if you're visiting with someone for a couple of hours and they're going to be eating for 20 minutes or 10 or whatever, it's fine. And then I also think like you to tell people, what can you commit to today? Stop thinking so big. What are you willing to do right now and commit to that? And make the best choices you can and really just listen to your body. It's Love it. That's it. It's, it's, it's not so complicated. Well, that is just really good advice, Amy. And mm-hmm. I so enjoyed talking to you today. I love this. This is great. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.